You're listening to The Power Trip, a journey through the Power Rangers franchise bonus episode number two, featuring our crossover with the Zio to Hero podcast. listeners with attitude i'm your host michael and what you're about to hear is our crossover episode with billy and jim of the zeo to hero podcast it was a fun conversation and we are really appreciative to those guys for having us on to talk about power rangers and all things in between links to their show and everything else will be found in the description of this episode so without further ado let's get into the conversation Welcome into another episode of Zero to Hero. I'm Billy, and that is Jim. What? Who? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I'd like to welcome in on this very special episode of uh, Zero to Hero uh, the only two people that I know that can give us a run for the money, uh, all the way from the Power Trip Podcast, uh, Nathan and Michael. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> If uh, if you see our podcast in Apple Podcasts, if you scroll all the way to the bottom, it's theirs is their next recommended. So, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, so, uh, I feel like I should quote that meme. I see you are a man of culture. <laughs> there you go, yeah. iTunes. <laughs> you more, did more something like a, right finally. <laughs> more like a man of wealth and taste. Yeah, there you uh, go. And apparently, I see we're starting a band, Squabbling Hobos. That sounds great. <laughs> I should I warn you, I can't play instruments, and my singing voice yeah. would make anyone's ears bleed. Hey, Just yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, the plot twist, it's all air band, so it's uh, all right. Oh, okay, yeah. air band I can do. I did air band in college, so yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Nathan, Nathan is really good at playing the skin flute. I'll just say yeah. that. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Hey, this coming from the guy. Who, uh, this coming from the guy who's only has two reasons for liking Turbo, a Power Rangers movie, and their names are Boobatox. I, <laughs> hey, hey, boob hey one and boob runs two? around. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. You know, scanty clothing too. Come on, man. Yeah, right. Hey, come on. Yeah, good. that's right. So, so, Jason, Jason runs around with a skin tight shirt on, and they brought out things to me I didn't think about. <laughs> So my name is Michael. I am one of the hosts of the Power Trip podcast, a journey through the Power Rangers franchise, along with my good friend Nathan Marchand here. Yes, uh, and we are super stoked to be with you guys today. I don't know if I don't know if we can quite give you a run for your money because I've heard your show, and you guys are nuts. Let's just say that. Uh, speak for uh, yourself, Michael. I came here with a three-hour lecture prepared on the symbolism of astronomers' wigs. <laughs> 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 if you think he, if you think he's joking, he's not. I, I completely see a huge document on this. You have to, you have to understand. I'm a recent <laughs> master's student graduate, and I teach at university right now, sir. So, sir, oh. I need, I need to see these Venn diagrams right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a solid? 
Listen to our In Space episode and it will all make sense. I hope he has a really solid PowerPoint with like a laser pointer. A PowerPoint? <laughs> Do you have transition? Ah, <laughs> yes. I, I drew it first. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> oh man! So I guess like, let me just ask y'all how how did y'all get into this whole idea? Because I know that y'all have uh, also different shows as well. Like, what inspired you to to just get on on like and just preach it? Well, I've been at this podcast game actually since about 2017. I started a kaiju and a very Godzilla-focused show some years ago. I now refer to that euphemistically as my previous podcast life because that ended very abruptly and very unhappily. And that's all I have to say on the matter. And then about a year later, uh, in 2019, I launched another show while I was still in the middle of grad school because I'm insane. (laughs) It's called the Monster Island Film Vault, so I got back into the podcast game. And for a couple of months there after I started it, I was, you know, I mean, I had a few other podcast friends, but I didn't, none of them were in the kind of the tokusatsu community. And I started, you know, making some new friends over the next couple of months. And then Michael was actually a listener of mine in those early days. And then I'll have him explain the story in more detail. Wait, Michael got pulled in as the, uh, the, the free help, right? No, actually not quite, not, not, quite. Quite. <laughs> not quite, but I'll let him explain his part of the story there. But yeah. basically at that point he had become what was intended to be the temporary co-host on Kaiju weekly. And they had an episode coming up that uh, they wanted to have a guest on. And Michael said, hey, how about we have Nathan on? And then we did. And then it was all downhill from there. So, uh, <laughs> and, nice. But as for the power trip, the that came about because Michael is one of the brains behind Kaiju Ramen Magazine. And he wanted to write a series of articles. And I'll explain why. I'll let him explain why he wanted to do this. But he wanted to write a series of articles going through each of the eras of Power Rangers. And because he had been bitten by the podcast bug, he decided, well, let's do a podcast as I a thought you were going to let me explain that. this. <laughs> yes, yeah, Michael, explain. Please explain. I'm not giving all the please. details. Right, but that's, that's the basic. I feel like Genesis you're doing broad strokes right now. <laughs> I'm, man, I'm doing so good at explaining my own show. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a great it's job. Fine. Uh, but no, it's I, 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 I joke with Nate, but I started uh, podcasting in 2019 as well. Um, this was like December, November of 2019 or something like that. I Mm. had no interest in podcasting. Um, so I started listening to a several, like just Godzilla Kaiju focused podcasts because that's also a genre that I participate in. And I come across this show called Kaiju weekly hosted by now hosted by myself and, and my good friend, Travis. And I wrote into the show and was like, Hey, I like, you know, I like it. Can you answer these questions? And you know, eventually Travis said, you know, if we keep answering these questions uh, from this random guy in West Virginia, we're going to have to have him on. And so eventually they had me on. Uh, Travis and I really hit it off. And so I became the permanent co-host of a show called Kaiju Weekly, uh, where we celebrate the monster genre and all that's silly, serious and everything else in between forms. 
Um, so Nathan already told you the part of his story where he, we did an episode of, I think it was like state of the, the state fandom. of the fandom. Yeah. Yeah. State of the fandom or something like that. Some hokey little idea that we came up with. And, um, I had heard Nathan's show, the monster Island film vault, as I was researching other podcasts about this, mm-hmm. about that genre to listen to. And I, and I became very attached to his because his has a very, um, it's not just analytical. It's not just a review show, but it's also an audio drama mixed in with that as well. Yeah. So I became enamored by his show and we invited him on. We had a conversation. We all hit it off. Now, here's the fun part that Nathan was trying to alluding to. Um, my audio sounded like complete shit on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> and my audio sounds like complete trash. And I come up with this stupid idea of, or we come up with this idea of I'm in quarantine. This is before actual quarantine, mind you. We, I, I, I'm in quarantine and I'm before in Before the dark times, yeah, before I'm in, the COVID. <laughs> I'm in this bubble on Monster Island because I took a wrong flight and, I, and now I have to record from this podcast uh, or from this bubble this on a, on a fictitious island somewhere full of monsters and it just kind of spitballed from there and there was like a lot of like creative ideas i know i'm distilling it down because there's it's a long story yeah. and it is um, it's a long story but yeah just to give it a little bit more context i started the film vault with just kind of this goofy idea because when i was in college i interned at a radio station so i thought what can i do to make the show distinct so I decided, mm-hmm. how about I do it like it's a radio show? And then I thought, well, how about I say I'm actually on Monster Island where all of the kaiju hang out in Godzilla films. And it was just meant to be just this setup so I can make some reference jokes here and there. Mm-hmm. But then I but then I ended up giving myself a, a, a producer sidekick character who would <laughs> interrupt me on the show. And it yeah. was a character from a little known Toho movie. And then it just kept ballooning to the point where as more people kept listening, they would actually create characters and they would appear on the show. Michael has played several characters on the show, including my nemesis, or at ah. least my most immediate nemesis. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So, a, a snooty little British man called WHG3. <laughs> William, well, I'm sorry, William H. George III, by the way. Georgie boy, if you're feeling nasty. Um, so, um, yeah, but before, at this point, but then the, the thing became because the Kaiju Weekly was the first Kaiju pod, well, the first, yeah, first Kaiju podcast I guessed it on since I started the show. So I was trying, how do I handle guest star appearances? So I decided I'm not breaking the kayfabe. <laughs> I'm going to go on because I basically, when you hear me on the film vault, I'm playing a fictionalized version of myself. So I don't break the kayfabe most of the time when I go on other podcasts. So when I went on there, I'm like, yeah, I flew here from Monster Island and crazy things happened. And then he decided to play along with it. And so, yeah, he was stuck on the Island while I was here. And yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I, it, for those listening to the audio version of this show, I'm doing scare quotes, fictionalized. Version, so. um, <laughs> right. By fictionalized. I mean, me cranked to 11, sometimes pretty, 12, pretty, pretty much, pretty much yeah. cranked down for 15 to 11, right? But, <laughs> yeah. Oh, for you guys, you get 22. I've just, <laughs> oh, no. uh, this is your 22. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so to fast forward, just to keep it concise, just to fast forward a little bit, I've been doing Kaiju Weekly for about two years uh, with with Travis, and then I decided 
as I'm diving into the Ranger, like the rain back into the Ranger fan franchise, because I started rewatching all of power Rangers back of back in May of 2020 during quarantine. And it started out as a whim. Oh. It started out as a whim. I'm like, I haven't seen power Rangers in God, probably uh, 20 years, 15 years. You were on Netflix. Like, hey, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for the five minutes, it was still on. <laughs> yeah, right? Pretty oh much. Netflix, um, why? <laughs> so the more I kept watching, the more enamored I became with it. And the, and as a 35-year-old adult, I became I started picking up on some things that I didn't notice as a kid. So <laughs> that kind of piqued yeah. my in, that kind of piqued my interest. And so I decided I wanted to write an article series for the magazine that I helped create called Kaiju Ramen, uh, that kind of explores that franchise in more detail. And then the more I started to think about, it, I was like, well, you know what, what if we did a podcast that acted as a companion piece to the article series that I'm going to be writing just to expand on these series even more. And so after kind of, I, I reached out to a few friends, they all turned me down except for Nathan. So now I'm stuck with Nathan to do the show. Um, it thanks, is guys. a privilege to podcast with me, sir. <laughs> I'm very selective about who I collaborate with. You're on the short list. But in but in all honesty, I know I bu- I bust his balls a lot, but honestly, Nate and I bust them right back. <laughs> Nate is probably one of the best co-hosts I've ever interacted with because he can match the the level of enthusiasm for this franchise just the same as me because I love it. Like I unabashedly mm-hmm. love the Ranger. Well, and yeah. here's the the interesting thing is is that I I blame Michael for having me rediscover this because I told myself a few years ago that. With we live in this golden age when everything Tokusatsu is getting released or re-released, and it's just I was just like, okay, everything is out there now. I'm gonna have to pick one uh, because I love superheroes too. I grew up loving superheroes, so I'm like, okay, superheroes and kaiju and all this stuff is coming, and so I just told myself, okay, you need to pick one that you're going to dive into fully because I know myself well enough to know that like when I start something and I like it, I will not stop. <laughs> you don't want to spray yourself too thin on it. Yeah. So I said, okay, here's my choice. I'm going to pick Ultraman and then I will dabble in the others because I don't have enough time in my <laughs> life. I feel like to get into all of them. And then there was a point I was, uh, I was texting with Michael and I was telling him that I wanted to add a character to the cast of the film vault that would be because I have uh, at the time it was supposed to be this just offhand remark. There is a board of directors that runs everything on the island and they slowly evolved into these unseen nemeses for my, you know, for my MIFV Nate no, is quick, what do I we need to get the spoiler warning territory or no, <laughs> no, don't worry about it. So, uh, so I said, okay, I need ideas for this. I'm thinking about doing a legacy character as the head of PR for the island, but I want it to be somebody who could is kind of like could be evil, but not really evil. And he said, "How about Astronoma? Oh, you mean the villain from Power Rangers in Space?" Because I had I had hardly thought about anything Power Rangers in years. So I'm like, okay. So I looked up a picture of her. I'm like, oh, okay, that might work. Well, I guess I better watch the show if I'm going to write this character because I don't really remember a whole lot. And I haven't come back. So <laughs> so I watched all of it in space. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to have to go watch what came before, aren't I? And then I heard about the power purge. And then I literally went through <laughs> Alien Rangers through Turbo in less than a month. 
Oh man. Wow. All right. Yeah. <laughs> because it was all going away. Cause I'm like mighty Morphin stands, but I'll have to, so I'll watch these for now. And yeah, so that became a bonding moment for Michael and I. <laughs> so we I'm calling at this point. We're calling each other up and having these conversations, and so we've hey, joked several hey, times on the power about, trip. Uh, you're you're dreaming about spandex and multicolors <laughs> yeah. and chrome, <laughs> chrome <laughs> helmets. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so we've joked several times on the podcast that the power trip is just us putting our private conversations to record. Wow. <laughs> And it pretty and it pretty much is. It's it's pretty much what what you hear on the power trip, uh, ex, except for just a little bit of uh, strategic editing because sometimes those very in, <laughs> sometimes those in, sometimes those very intimate thoughts just don't need to make it on air. Just <laughs> uh, oh, the stories he told me about his uh, teenage fantasies about Kim. Oh, geez, the one uh, time that is not suitable for any ears. Yeah. Look, the one time at uh, band camp. <laughs> that one time, that one time at band camp, there was this girl. Her name was Kimberly, and all of my all of Vaseline. No, no, okay, but but seriously, it, but seriously, it's let's it's just a, say he he likes telling the story about how Amy Jo Johnson ushered him into manhood. Oh boy! Okay, we're, we're we're this is a family show, Nate. Come on, be there. Be there. I, I will throw this out there. The 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 first time Billy showed up, not Billy over here, but David Yo showed up in a tank top. I discovered some things about myself real quick. It's like, <laughs> all right, and that's <laughs> like, you know what? That's fair. That is that's totally fair yeah, because, because Billy Cranston is the buffest nerd ever. Oh yeah. my god! Like, I was like, glasses. which is funny glasses. because as you guys probably know, if you listen to our intro episode, the one of the. <laughs> Or early drafts, shall we say, of Power Rangers would have used a different Sentai. Would have used Bioman, and Billy Cranston was supposed to be some some gym hound heartthrob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Didn't they uh, didn't they reuse some of the uh, ideas from uh, for like the Evil Ranger for like season one or something like that, where Billy and Kimberly were evil? Oh, from that. Uh... One? You're I don't talking, know. I just derailed the whole conversation. It's fine. Are you talking? Well, well, hey, to, to, are you are you talking about when? Um, oh, what is that episode? But when Billy and Kim come to high school dressed in this punk getup? Yeah, you're yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't think so. But I would, I would have to go do some a little bit of research on that. Um, okay, I know, <laughs> I know that uh, if anyone's ever watched the unaired pilot of power rangers the which one was that, our backdoor pilot on henshin men my other one uh, of my other podcasts yeah so if you if anyone's ever watched the backdoor pilot to to power rangers it's on youtube you can go watch it uh it, it was a part of like the 20th anniversary or 15th anniversary special or something like that and mm-hmm. um you can kind of see where like where they were making some adjustments based yeah. on some old footage of like Bioman and things that they were going to do prior to settling with Zhu Ranger. Um, so it, it's just a really interesting history behind where they started, like that halfway point of they were almost there. And then that where we finally ended up, it's, it's just a really interesting story. Uh, I, I remember, do you remember the micro machines? The yes. Micro yeah. machines? Yes. So the Jason micro machine figure had the shirt from the unaired pilot. 
the white <laughs> shirt with the red lines on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> they never put him in a real red shirt. It was always that shirt. I don't know why. Like I always remember that going, huh, why do they use that shirt? Oh, yeah, we when, wear red shirts. <laughs> yeah, when we covered that, when we covered that on Henshin Men, I, I said, "This is what happens when you film the first draft." Uh, yeah, <laughs> except right. we found out it's actually the second. So, <laughs> because they got as far, I think they they apparently filmed the pilot for Bioman, but the yeah. only part of it you can find anywhere is what's basically the opening credits sequence. That's and about it. it yeah, is yeah weird. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've seen that. And every time I, I saw, I saw uh, when I saw it, I was like, ah, "That's uh, okay." <laughs> well, here's a here's a question that I heard, uh, and it and it bugs me, and I'm gonna see if it bugs y'all. But sure, to ahead. live in Angel Grove or to own or operate a business of any sort, Angel Grove, what would be the insurance rates? To to oh, they would <laughs> offer kaiju insurance yes. just like in Japan. <laughs> Like, I feel like at that point it would become a (laughs) tax scheme. (laughs) Yeah. Like, hey, I have this insurance. You pay up. And then the insurance companies will get money from the government. And it just just got out of hand real quick. Well, it would probably probably turn into something more like in in Pacific Rim where you have, like, uh, kaiju scalpers and kaiju extortionists. Oh, Uh, that's right. Yeah. So something like that. I, I just want to see. Uh, first off, who would be crazy enough to move to Angel Grove? I'm just saying. But can you imagine someone buying a house in Angel Grove? Some young couple just got married, bought their first house, <laughs> moved to Angel Grove because one of them got a great job, and he's sitting there, and they're like, and they're finalizing the deal on the house, and they say like, "Hey, what's this? What uh, power insurance? What's this? Is this a brand?" They're like, no. That's for in case the Power Rangers show up and accidentally wreck your house. Oh, does that happen a lot? You don't pay attention to the news, do you? <laughs> I, I feel like the current economics of house buying, it would be a great deal. <laughs> like, how much is the house sold? Done. You yeah. care? No, I don't care. Yeah, the, the real estate market and the real estate market in Angel Grove is not that great. <laughs> you know, but one thing you want to be a homeowner. Pay people, they pay people to live in the houses. It's, it's like, like Alaska, Detroit, but ten times worse. You know. <laughs> One thing that's really always funny about the about the about the franchise is it after everything that this town and this and the Rangers have been through it's always you always have that one person in Angel Grove and sometimes it's Ernie says Oh, that's, there's no way that a monster, there's no way it could be aliens. Like, really, guys? <laughs> Did you forget what universe you're in? Yeah. Like, Were you really? not outside like 10 minutes ago when there was another monster that attacked? Yeah. yeah <laughs> and and we it's had like... giant mechas outside fighting each other. What happened with that? Do you think we made this? We can barely do tanks right. How do you think we're going to do a mechazord? <laughs> Like how are we, how are we gonna do this? What brought that up was we were talking about is when we were talking about Zio, and we were talking about the um, the little the uh, serials that were leading up to the debut of Zio. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the serials was Ern was uh, actually it was Bulk and Skull. They were coming to Ernie like we saw an alien, and Ernie looks at them deadpan. It's like you're crazy. There's no such thing as aliens. <laughs> I'll believe in aliens when the governor comes on and tells me there and tells me something's wrong. And then like a second later. 
newsflash coming in from our governor. We have aliens that are attacking Earth. <laughs> Come on, guys. Like, do you realize, like, 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 uh, like Jim said, do you realize what universe you're in? Really? <laughs> I feel like, my rant. How do you I, think SpaceX can, can protect people like I, that? It's not going to happen. <laughs> I feel like uh, an alien invasion destroying buildings with giant robots would be covered by every news media source, even InfoWars and Alex Jones, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's aliens out there in Angel Grove, and (laughs) one of them is led by a space witch, and then we got the gold armored flying monkey guy. Yeah, it's crazy, man. There's something about the frogs in Angel Grove, too. If you see some of the monsters that fight, that come out, you gotta buy my mangrove. Yeah, you gotta buy a supplement. (laughs) Oh, God. You know, we have just entered into the level of Alex Jones. (laughs) I would like to to see, I would love, honestly, I would, and this is crazy talk, but I would love to see like an Alex Jones type character canonized in the Ranger franchise somewhere. They could do Do it in the comics. Why not? Why not? (laughs) Why not? Dino Fury has. Buzz uh was uh, Buzzfeed. Buzz blast. No, yeah, Buzz blast. Yeah, Buzz blast. Yeah. Why not? Just throw in Alex Jones. Throw in an Alex Jones proxy while you're at it. Yeah. Who doesn't believe? Who wants? Uh, who's just like all of his so-called conspiracy theories are just him recapping old episodes of Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so down for that. <laughs> so, like, so there. So did you hear about what happened at the high school where they had a, a, an Angel Grove? They're having a party, and suddenly a giant pig head in a <laughs> in a Roman centurion helmet just came in and ate everything. <laughs> what happened with this wave of light? Why are there were monsters now? I thought they were oh, yeah. fully gone. What happened? Oh, I don't believe God. it. We never went to the moon. The <laughs> government is hiding something from us, damn it. Remember that moon mission a few years ago when those guys came back and they were absolutely terrified? They couldn't tell us anything. I know that those are the idiots that let out the space witch. And I'm telling you right now, they need to be put away for years. Right now, we would not be having any of these problems if they did not pull the lid off of that dumpster. The yeah. statue <laughs> is leaking fluid. <laughs> Why is American astronauts Japanese? <laughs> Why don't their lips match the world? <laughs> and then, why do they move their heads when they're fucking? And why? Then, why? And then there was that really weird one. I heard this story from a guy who saw this. Uh, eyewitness. <laughs> right now. So, the Rangers go and they meet these weird psycho-looking guys. And then one of them gets kicked into a warehouse and mysteriously disappeared. I'm telling you, another dimension. Yeah. <laughs> so hard. Going to another dimension. Everything looked a little bit more washed out. Uh, I don't know uh, why. I'm a little worried that your Alex Jones impersonation is very good. <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm, I'm a little bit worried myself. It's like, yeah, that's like, this, this could be an actual I thing. Swear, we can, we can I swear, I almost, I don't watch all that much Alex Jones. And what Alex Jones I all do see is just him. <laughs> and what Alex Jones I do here is him guesting on other shows. So, <laughs> oh, oh God. my God. Uh, we're not condoning that you should start this show, but uh, if this becomes part of your series, (laughs) oh, it's no, uh, we're gonna keep Alex Jones so far, far away from our show. Um, it's gonna be ridiculous. The sad part is, Alex Jones's uh, warehouse is like probably 30 minutes from me. (laughs) Oh, no, yeah, it's a real thing. Now, this begs the question. 
is that where he's hiding the Ark of the, of the Covenant now? I just I have oh. to know. Well, <laughs> le- well, legend says, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is. (laughs) Because apparently the Ark of the Covenant is the original Z-Wave, but it only works on Nazis. So, (laughs) As it should. Uh (laughs) Diverting from this. (laughs) This this went off the rails real quick. I'm so sorry. Uh, To our our handful of listeners who thoroughly enjoy our off-the-railness, don't worry. Okay. I have friends who this. run a po- I have friends who run a podcast called Derail Trains of Thought. I'm used to this. Oh, <laughs> to be fair, the, a couple episodes before this one, uh, we we went into uh, dancer belts. From dancer belts, we ended up on brownies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I I am afraid to look at the transcription. Of I want to know. I want to know where that connection came from, but I'm sure we don't have time. Don't worry. Just uh, listen to the uh, listen to the uh, Master Force episode from Zeta Hero. It was a lot of fun. Okay. All right. If, we'll if you do. want to uh, watch the behind the mics on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. Shame, shameless plugging. Shameless plugging. Yep. Oh, like us. look. That is one of my spiritual gifts, <laughs> sir. It's true. It is true. Uh, but you know what. Just to bring it back to what we actually uh, were talking about before, before we got on the topic of Alex Jones. Yeah. Um, we're 30 minutes into this. And yeah. We, you've only covered like the intro to your show. Right. Exactly. So, so long story short, I don't even know what I've, t- I don't even know what I've said at this point. Long story short, the, the power trip started as just a way for me to uh, love on the franchise that I grew up with and wanted to celebrate uh, through, po- through a podcast and I drug Nathan here on the ride. So it's been a lot of fun so far. Uh, we just recorded our uh, Turbo and In Space episode. So those should be coming out very soon. Um, our next episode out as a, at the time of this recording is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie, which is a classic in and mm-hmm. of itself. Adam's a frog. <laughs> yeah. I totally get it, man. Yeah. <laughs> We actually didn't talk about that yeah. part all that we much. Spent a weirdly lot of, enough, we, yeah, we we were we were we talked about some other things like the goddess ah, that is Dulcia. The, the Ivan Ooze quotes <laughs> got me. Like as a kid, I didn't get it. I was like, I went back and rewatched it, and like all his quotes are amazing. <laughs> I just want to hear. All of the unused oh, takes that, that they used before Aisha did the crotch <laughs> oh, kick yeah. of doom. Because yeah. <laughs> I've heard they were not PG, and I'm curious. Behind the, okay, behind the scenes. Power Rangers, the original movie. Yeah, the, uh, Power Rangers After Dark. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, no. Power Rangers After Dark. That's where they're going to debut that. Um, but no, we spent a lot of time talking about Ivan Ooze and just that whole thing. Like I was reading, um, I was reading the visual arts book, uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago and in the section where it talks about the movie, they said that, uh, they did not have, they had like a little bit of a script for, for, for Ivan, for, for yeah. Ooze, but they essentially just left the actor to do what he wanted to do and ad lib and ad lib exactly how he wanted to. And that's, and that's what we're presented with. We get like the, the whole line of, um, 
the whole line with uh, the Brady, the Brady Bunch Rodriguez. reunion. That was that, to- that was totally ad libbed. Oh, like, that was him like making it stuff. The Brady Bunch reunion. <laughs> well, this is news to me. Okay. I didn't know that. So that's you cool. know uh, the guy who played Ivan is the priest from Hot Fuzz. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's all. <laughs> oh, really? He's also one of the. I'm not mistaken. Again. He's also one of the Nazis in Raiders. Correct. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Very, very oh. well, well talented actor. Oh, he is. Um, yeah, he, he has a high, he has a really good pedigree as far as like being an actual I, actor. Okay, it, it, it's like uh, it's like when you you see that movie, it's like uh, you have that thought of uh, the same thought you had when you watched Good Burger. Dave, uh, Dave, uh, Dave Lagoda. How the hell do you get in this? <laughs> how did they get you for this? <laughs> Why are you here? Oh, I was gonna say it's always fun to uh, like watch a show and actually see uh, other characters that played in the Power Rangers movies or the TV series in other shows too. It's always fun to see that because you can see the wide variety of how they act too. Well, Brian Cranston voiced several. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Early early villains oh, yeah. in the in yeah, the I guy and I know for sure. Snizzard. Yeah, he was, he was the voice of Snizzard. Yeah, and then he and, and, and then he ended up playing Zordon in your favorite movie. So uh, you're not going you, there. Uh, did you watch uh, Breaking Bad? I did. Yes. The entire first season of Breaking Bad. Did you think he was just going to do something really funny the entire time? Were you just waiting for it? I was. I was waiting for it. I, <laughs> I was, was like, come on, we're just going to do something funny. It's Malcolm's dad. Come on. Right. Yeah. yeah but like the whole, like yeah. I was, I was, I got on the Breaking Bad train late. Like mm. I did not see Breaking Bad until it hit Netflix, and uh, me, you were really late on that one. Yeah. yeah, I was really late on it, and I was like, me and my ex-wife were just kind of looking for something to watch, and we decided to watch Breaking Bad, and uh, I ended up loving it. Uh, I love serialized shows like that, wow. um, like you know, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, The Sopranos, just stuff. Like, I love stuff like like the, those slow burn television shows. Yeah, um, which is why we appreciate certain things like you know in space where it is a little bit more serialized it's very serialized and it, it all links together in some way there's like an oh there isn't there is a through line yeah. uh, throughout that entire season whereas in the past seasons it's like you might get a handful of multi-parters but the rest is just not quite all linked together all that yeah. well uh that's actually why i've been liking the comics a lot too is the Absolutely, fact that comics yes. will fill in those gaps really mm-hmm. well like they still have the monster of the week kind of thing but it fills in the gaps and i'm like mm, yes yeah <laughs> keep bringing this to me i want more of this and it fills up the lore and then oh, yeah the comics boom comics are nailing this i, I would comics. say like because there's this there's this talk now of a new ranger film coming out in a, in 2023 or 2024 mm-hmm. so i'm curious if they will just take what boom comics has been has been doing and adapt it to the big screen or maybe even do it uh through their Ooh. television show How, whatever that television show is going to look like um next year or the year after i know the rumor is this has not been confirmed that um the relationship between Hasbro and Toei is going to be done this year. So there yeah. won't be any Sentai footage used at all, which kind of lent the kind of lends credence to the fact that Toei is doing some really ridiculous things. With oh my Jesus gosh. Yes. Uh, that new series thing. That, that, yeah. That um, Don uh, brothers, Don brothers. Yeah. Thanks. Nathan. Yeah. Is that the one with like the three animated like Rangers yes. and then, uh... Yes. Well, I think it's no, I think it's mad. just two. 
Yeah. I think it's just two. I think there's there's the fox or the the dog or something. I think the it's the Black a fox. Ranger, the Blue Ranger, are, and the Yellow Ranger. Uh, no, the Pink Ranger are all animated. Well, the, the Blue Ranger is a, a suit, a, a wearable suit. Yeah. Yeah, oh, the Blue okay. Ranger is a wearable suit because it looks kind of like a baboon. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? It looks like kind of like a monkey. And if you look, and what's funny is, I was telling this to Nathan, if you look at the photos of those suits, on the back of the blue one, his butt is red. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. Yeah. Baboon butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, so, what What killed it for me was the fact that Red Ranger has a man bun, and my hair is long enough to where I, do, I wear a man bun a lot. And okay. I'm sitting like, all right. You do no. you, man. Like, yeah, I, doesn't, I, that doesn't doesn't sit well with me. I don't care. Like I was like, no. Hey, <laughs> uh, I've seen enough Power Rangers to know that there have been some ridiculous haircuts that have somehow fit into those helmets. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> like the helmet has a man bun on it, and I'm like, oh, never oh, mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what like, uh, so that's just weird. So they built in a man bun hole for no, an actual <laughs> no, man no, no, bun. No, 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 it's like, an it, actual it's a no. solid man bun. Yes, the helmet has like an helmet. actual piece that looks like a man. What bun was uh, what was that uh, Toei show made a few years ago that was basically a parody of Super Sentai, oh, but yeah. it wasn't a Super uh, Sentai, Abby, and they did that by Ranger something, something like that. But then they were weird and actually had those characters show up in a Super Sentai crossover movie. So I guess they're canon now. Good Lord, Toei, what are you doing? And that was that helmets with ridiculous like anime hair. So it's, oh, I know. The Red Ranger talking. was emo, like not emo, but it looked emo. The Yellow Ranger was like super mean, and then the Blue Ranger, I think it was a crossdresser who became a girl in the suit. Something like that. <laughs> okay, I, it was super, super weird and progressive for Japan. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, which. I'm I am totally on in the camp of thinking that Toei is just doing things just in, with the with the mindset of there is no way those Americans are going to be able to adapt this. Uh, this is our thing now. So you've had your time for the like, last 30 years. Which is funny because year. I thought yeah. they liked Power Ranger money, but okay. I mean, they like but, Saban but, money. <laughs> they like some, they like Saban money, but here's the thing. Hasbro Hasbro will probably wind up doing its own, you know, its own yeah, power ranger thing. Most likely because one, it would probably be more cost. They have the money to spend on production yeah. and yeah. two, oh it's, it's probably more cost effective for them in the long run because they yeah. don't have to pay those royalties. Yeah. yeah because they got to pay a lot. And yeah. I feel like at some point I understand that when Power Rangers launched, Saban using the footage was one, so he could adapt it, and two, was done for practical reasons so they could save some money. I but I feel like at some point, yeah, I feel like at some point in the production of all of these shows in the history of the franchise, it just got to the point where it's like, we're just doing it because it's tradition. It's yeah. not well, for, look at for a, no look other at reason. Disney. Disney got their hands on it, and they just kept doing it. And they have money to throw around. It's Disney. They bought Star Wars with couch money. <laughs> that's that they did. They went to George yeah. Lucas. It's like, just tell us when to stop writing zeros. That's how they bought Star Wars. <laughs> and they kept doing it with that. And so they moved the production yeah. to New Zealand and still kept using the uh, the Super Sentai footage. But, you know, I think it was tradition at that point. Yeah. So, yeah. They also moved um, Power Range filming from New Zealand to Canada for, for this Dino, next series. For Dino Fury? For, for Dino Fury. Uh, uh, after Dino okay. Fury, the last the last adaptation is going to okay, be filmed the, in the, Canada. I, I think I saw the thing it was supposed to be the gems or something like that, the rocks or something like that. Oh, I is mean, that? I, I'm um, not too sure. Oh, what is that one called? Um, I wanted the trains. <laughs> oh God! 
like, they can't. They cool. can't. They can't. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Maybe readapt. What's Go the Tiger. one they want to do? Readapt that. Which one? Uh, which one is it? Is the one with cops and robbers? That's a Lupin, Lupin Ranger, or something like that. Lupin we can't do that one. Yeah, Lupin Ranger. It's Lupin Ranger yeah. versus something like the I police can't. rangers that's that's yeah. lupin versus the police i, I can't remember Basically. what the police is called yeah. but yeah they can't use that here because then it depicts rangers as bad guys and so yeah. they don't want to do that yeah that's what saban said and i'm pretty sure hasbro's sticking with that mm-hmm. pretty sure what's what's the one with the the galaxy like oh, they're yeah, called key yeah, ranger one, uh, the one like the cast of like 25 they want to try to adapt <laughs> that yeah and the fans are like wanting them to do it but thing is like with how we do the episodes here, like we only have what forty four like episodes yeah, with, or so uh, with Nickelodeon. Yeah, Nickelodeon. They're supposed to going with. Uh, they're supposed to be leaving Nickelodeon and going to Netflix, right? Yeah, they're they're going to be totally they're already they're, transitioning yes. there. Yeah, they're with a totally that, the Netflix, Netflix exclusive yeah. thing now. Uh, Netflix don't care. They're like, oh, yeah. you want to do eight one hour long movies? All right, cool. Sure, Look at Witcher. That's fine. <laughs> Look at the yeah. money they threw at the Witcher. Sure. Look at that. Oh, the, the the money that they threw at The Witcher is ridiculous. I was watching yeah. season two the other day, and it is it is drastically a step up from the season from season one. And what I really and this is sort of a this is a rabbit trail, but uh, what I really have enjoyed about The Witcher is a lot of the use of practical effects as well as the CGI. Like yeah. I can at this point, that. Netflix yeah. is just desperate to get themselves some sort of a franchise that they can, they can stick just, to, you know, they can stick to and milk it because they've been trying well, and they have uh, been failing. Yeah. So, you know, look at when they've tried to adapt to anime. Oh, that went over well. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally yeah. went well. So they're, they are desperate to find their yeah. MCU at this yeah. point. And I think that they're hoping so, that so Power the Rangers is going to be well, they that, got that for them. That one guy, uh, they got that one dude who uh, directed... Um, that one, oh dang it! It's that one series. Uh, I'm not okay. That one. I don't think. Oh, yeah, but, um, yeah. like I'm not okay with the the girl with the superpowers. Like she's not okay, and like it, it was really good. It was really good. And he's like, well, I wanted to build this whole series around it, and like all the other stuff. And it was really well done for one season. Mm-hmm. And uh, ne- uh, Hasbro was like, I think it's Hasbro or Netflix was like, do you want to head up the Power Rangers multiverse? And he's like, yes. <laughs> Oh, so. what is his name? Oh, uh, Ant, Ant Whistle. Ant Whistle. That's who it is, yeah. And he's, yeah. like, that show he did, uh, I'm Not Okay, was fantastic. Like, mm. it was awkward and, like, super-powered and really well-story-driven with, like, all these little feelers for other stuff that could totally play off. But the whole season, once it ended, like, you felt like it was complete. You're like, oh, this is good, but there's so much more that could be done. Right. But it doesn't need to. Oh, it was great. I recommend it. Watch it. It's good. Okay. Well, hand I, movements. I, what, well, we do a lot of hand movements on like you don't see it most of the time, but I do a ton yeah. of hand. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, let me tell you, I talk like an Italian, but I have no Italian in me. I don't know how that happened. Let's bring you together with the Sams. It's okay. <laughs> Sams. Oh, well, I, that that actually leads into a really good question. I'll ask. I'll ask you two. Um, because I think this is something Nathan and I have talked. To, we've we, Nathan and I have talked about this before at length, at, <laughs> at, at length, at at pretty at pretty long length. Long Three length. hours on astronomers' wigs. I'm just saying. <laughs> but um, like, how do you guys feel about 
an adaption of Power Rangers that leans a little bit more into into mature into a more mature area. Like should they keep should they keep it like should they keep it like super kid friendly or should they have or should they have a separate franchise for just adults or try to merge the yeah. two? I would love to have an animated version for like the kids and then have like the Netflix version mm-hmm. for the more mature. Here's the thing, and then, you know, that'd be pretty cool. Cause it'd be thing. a lot I'm not opposed to taking the franchise in that direction. Although I I'm sure you guys are familiar with power Rangers unauthorized that f- little fan film that got released like five, six oh, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, really where no. apparently yeah. it was meant to be satire and nobody realized it was satire. <laughs> That doesn't uh, seem yeah. like satire to me. Yeah, uh, it was well, fun. I liked it. But, yeah, but anyway, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure some people would th- say that's the direction they need to go. Here's no. the thing. Uh, but here's the thing I'm looking at, though. You're, I, I'm looking at, especially if, if it's Netflix doing this, I'm looking at what they tried to do with Cowboy Bebop, yeah. where it just felt like the when uh, they say yeah, mature, was... they mean written by 12 year old boys who just discovered who just hit puberty and discovered swearing. Yeah. That's what we're and I'm like. That's not what I want. Okay. <laughs> now, if now what I no, would no. like to see is something like the power Rangers audio drama that Carl Dutton has been doing for the last, how long is it now, Mike, at least two years now. I it's think? been at least about two years. Yeah. They're on season. They're getting ready to, they're, they're getting ready to wrap up season three. I think two, two. Okay. Did y'all read Aftershock? I haven't read Power Rangers Aftershock. Is that right? Or yeah, Power Rangers okay. Aftershock. Okay, okay. yeah. This, uh, instead of that, let me rephrase it. Have you read Radiant Black? No. Okay. Uh, so how Radiant Black does it? Uh, I kind of want to see a show like like that, where it's more adult oriented, but it's not like drugs, alcohol, and sex. It's not sure. just that. It's not overly done. It's more the dude's down on his luck because he can't get a job in LA and he's an Uber driver and he's freaking broke. So he has to move back in with his parents. Sure. In a different state. So he has to leave, give up all his hopes and dreams, go back, and then he gets powers through the Radiant Black series. And it goes from there. And every like the the first guy he meets who has power similar to his is robbing banks. Mm-hmm. That's what his thing is. He's like, oh, I'm robbing banks. No one can stop me. It's fine. Remind me Something who like wrote that. this. Who the wrote this? The same dude who did uh, Shattered Grid. The guy who was uh, running Shattered Grid, Ryan oh, Perry. Yeah, yeah, that dude. He's he's one writing. Yeah, it. and I would like to see a Power Rangers series more like that, where okay. it's a little bit more adult oriented, a little bit grittier, a little bit dirtier, but not over the top. Makes any sense? I no, it makes perfect sense because I think that there are ways that you could adapt even Shattered Grid into into an act into a likable. More yeah. mature, orient, more adult, mature, mature oriented. I just need competent um, writers. To be fair with you. <laughs> yeah, to you know, you could you could definitely adapt that. And and to Jim's point, there is a difference between mature and yeah. adult, and just being whatever and all that stuff. Like I, I'm with you. I don't want just. Yeah. A bunch of immature people that just yeah, want to throw. Yeah, you and I have, have talked blood about... everywhere. No man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you and I have talked about this, Michael. I mean, uh, we've talked about that in private about a couple mm-hmm. of Power Ranger seasons, but we actually got into it when we talked about in space, and we said that in space is remarkably grown up compared yeah, to exactly. what came what came before. And we like using the term "grown up," not mature, not adult, because those saying it like that in that context carries 
baggage and connotations that we're that we're not trying to get at. But when you say grown up, that's what we're getting at. And for a few years after that, after In Space, I feel like Saban was actually aiming the show a little bit more in that direction because you'll notice Galaxy, Time Force, Lightspeed Rescue were a little more matured up. Yeah, where, yeah, because you'll notice they weren't high that, school anymore. Yeah, it's they great. were. Yeah, they were young adults. Yeah, like you get the Lightspeed Rescue, and we're not dealing. I mean, you you see it a little bit in Lost Galaxy, where we have basically like eighteen year olds who just enlisted in the military or whatever, and then you get the Lightspeed Rescue, and it's full fledged for the most part, full fledged like young adult twenty somethings mm-hmm. who are working real jobs. Okay, they're not in yeah. high school anymore. Now. The, the question with the adaptation that you're talking about, you know how every season has like a uh, like a comic relief uh, kind of per- people. Now, yeah. the only suggestion I would have for that, if you if you put a comic relief into the like the Netflix series, I just suggest that you put Ricky, Julian and Bubbles off of Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> That's who I want in there. <laughs> uh, terrible. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> Well, but one thing that they definitely need to make sure they do is don't make the villains jokes because if you yeah. undermine your villains, you oh, undermine yes. everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before before I get really into this one, uh, Radiant Black is done by Kyle Higgins. That's what I, I knew. I, I was thinking uh, it was Kyle Higgins. Higgins. Okay. Sorry, I had to throw a correction in there because I've been wrong about that before because he's really good at it. You know, it's because um, it, it, it's but, easy. Well, it's easy to get. It's our. It's easy to get the two confused because yeah. they've both written. They've both written so much great material. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the villains. I do kind of like how they're doing the villains in not Zed, but in Dino uh, Dino Fury. Zed was. Eh, I'm gonna see how that plays out before I comment on that. But I do kind of like how the villains are being d- handled in Dino Fury, mm-hmm. where they're kind of competent, kind of funny, not over the top because the whole series is not over the top. Right. So it's 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 fun. The puns are great. You just have to you just have to acknowledge the fact that Void Knight is Mister Freeze. So Slither, 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 Slither has the best puns. Oh my god, the best puns. <laughs> just if you want puns, puns. <laughs> if you want puns, you got to listen to our show. You should have heard all of the pun jokes that we were making in the Zio episode when we were talking about the finale. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the question I have is, what happened to Zed? Like, he brings him back, he loses the uh, the control collar, and then he just disappears. Like, where did he go? He just goes and does Well, I him, but... guarantee you he'll come back. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to probably be season two's big bad watch. Oh. Yeah. Well, if you notice, because he he does he says this, Zed does say this. He's like, you know, this would be a different, I'm paraphrasing, this would be a different story if I had my staff. So, yeah. oh. I'm assuming he's off somewhere He's off somewhere in the ether looking for his staff. Yeah. Because I don't... Well, his staff was... Did he... Was his staff destroyed with a Z-Wave? Was it? Uh, Technically, it would have been, but they brought it back, remember, in Beast Morphers because there it was you part go. of... Yeah, the, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Because at this point in time, this is this is pre-Rita Zed. So back before that, where mm-hmm. he was menacing and evil, mm-hmm. before they... Softened yeah. him up for TV because yeah. parents called in complaining about how scary he was. Uh, yes, because even Lord Zed must bow, at the, must bow the knee to the mom's to the groups. He, even he cannot defeat the moms. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Ah. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, so I, I want to see what he, I, I really, I think he's going to come back in season two's big bad or the bigger bad in season two, something like mm-hmm. that. But uh, I want to see what happens to the rest of Void Knight's story. 
I want to know what happened. I, I want to what happened. I, I want to know. I'm curious. I'm legitimately curious. I'm I'm legitimately curious too because after the rev when we when we saw the revelation that he is actually trying to revive his dead <laughs> wife. Um, spoiler. Sorry for anyone who's not watched it. Void Knight has a dead wife trapped in a cryogenic chamber, but anyway. Um, well, you said Mr. Free, so, you know, yeah, that's yeah. the same story. Yeah, <laughs> but still, yeah, you know, people, the un, for the uninitiated, we'll say that. Um, when I saw that, I was like, oh, oh. He's so a bad is, guy, but he's not a yeah. bad well, guy. And the, and he's the not, thing, he's it, not the, a totally bad guy. Well, the yeah. funny thing is, is you, t I kind of figured this would happen because you told me that you heard on another podcast that that's what his sentai counterpart is doing well i know i said that his sim i said that his sentai counterpart i had heard on another podcast because i have not seen rio soldier i will say this i have not seen rio soldier but from what i have heard um his counterpart does have a wife who turns out to be an even bigger threat than he is Ooh, oh that sounds interesting uh, I did watch like two episodes of uh, Rio Soldier, and like the first episode, like three people die. Like uh, the two mentors die, like that. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's dark. Wow. <laughs> well, there is also uh, a Void Knight with gold armor or like a brownish bronze. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to off the Super Sentai. So maybe he becomes that. Like maybe he changes color. Or... Maybe. Because well, I, I mean, it, it wouldn't be the first time that they've done something, or maybe they'll just make him a new character. They've done that too. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. like uh, how uh, the Night Ranger or the the, the Battleizer Night Ranger for Dino Thunder was supposed to be a different character. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was uh, yeah. Oh, man, Michael, we didn't talk about the the ridiculous Battleizer and in space that I'm, looks like a honestly, giant action figure. Oh, honestly, yeah. I'm I'm totally cool with that because like what we talked about in in space was more substantive than that. So, I know, but I had to. I would have had to have made have fun of it just once in the chamber for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's because a lot of the later seasons, and you know, not that not that the early seasons didn't do this as well, but a lot of the later seasons, it becomes extremely obvious that everything is meant to sell toys. Like yeah. that oh, is yeah. that yeah. is the key thing. That is the thing. Like everything that is meant to sell toys, the battleizers, the forever the, red episode, the the. <laughs> The uh, the cars in inter yeah. the 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 uh, ancillary cars, uh, red lightning and blue uh, lightning um, cruiser, lightning cruiser and storm blaster. Yes. They are totally meant to sell toys. I mean, you get toys. it. <laughs> so do I. My my all those toys of mine are at my parents house uh, a couple hours away. But, you know, I'll have to, I'll get them eventually. But I do have them all. <laughs> Um, you know, just every, like all the ridiculous weapons and battleizers and things, all that stuff was just meant to sell toys yeah. and it become increasingly obvious. And it is no, and it is so obvious in, uh, Dino Fury, how toyetic oh, that yeah, series yeah. has become. Yeah. Um, and which is a Toei thing. They have fully embraced the toyeticness, whereas their competition over at Subaraya Productions resisted that for a long time and now it's a little bit of a joke that they have quote-unquote bandai mandates well subaraya is the same way but toei i feel like does it 10 times more over than what subaraya oh yeah so my 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 side running theory is the fact that hasbro wants to get away from toei and everything because then they can make their own toys mm -hmm. that would be they use other molds they already have like they they can they've been making toys for years mm -hmm. for oh, yeah. years 
And I'm pretty sure they're like, we're tired of doing these toys. We want to do better toys. Or we want to do toys that we can make more money off of than these. Because look at Lightning Collection. Look the at Zord that. And the Zord Ascension Project that oh, is coming out. Yeah, because yeah. now the Zord Ascension oh. Project will not be tied to like Bandai and those legacy molds. Because that's all Bandai was doing was yeah. was was reusing all those legacy molds. I think the like uh, like when you get into like the Bandai legacy stuff, those were brand new molds. But up until that point, like the DX things and, and like all the mm-hmm. all the DX Zords and things, those are just old Bandai molds. Yeah. Um. So now with and this is one thing when I heard that Hasbro was buying the series, this is one thing I thought of was okay. So they're a toy. They're a toy company. They're buying a. They're buying Power Rangers. Okay, so we're going to get a, a crap ton of Power Ranger toys over the next however many long years it's going to be. Um, and then, like, maybe six months later, the Lightning Collection shows up on shelves. So yeah, it makes yeah, total exactly. sense. Yeah. Uh, just running through I've had for a while because Asbro bought it. And, like, I know they could do toys. I know that's what they did. That's why they did the Transformers movies is to make more toys. Right. And you look at look how well the Transformer Siege toys are selling. Like, mm-hmm. the cast iron ones, like the, the actual iron casted uh uh original series toys are flipping going off the shelf like that man well look how much well look how fast the uh the reissues of the beast wars stuff is going yeah. off the shelf. oh like, yeah, God, God, yeah. Uh, look at star wars black oh my goodness like yeah i've noticed toys. that uh, in particular i don't know if there's a technical term for it but things like the lightning collection there's now well, because that which was modeled after what is it, Marvel Legends or something? That style yeah. of action yeah. figure, where it's very detailed, but uh, but very affordable. You know, with a lot of customiz- customizable, with a lot of points of articulation, a lot affordable of customizable, p- yeah, pieces. Yeah, for now, <laughs> everything's getting more expensive. But yeah, but that style of toy you're starting to see in a lot of things because that model of action figures very applicable to a lot of different things so, the funny but that started with spawn actually spawn started that with uh their uh their production company started doing that where they did these super high quality toys were uh, a little bit under like the super high, high quality toy like sell price but they still weren't selling super well mm-hmm. and then but people wanted them they really really wanted them and then yeah. you got the marvel uh this was you're talking about uh uh, McFarlane, right? That's the company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, McFarlane Productions or whatever like did the toys, and they were doing really well. But people, uh, the the demographic for Power Rangers is us, basically. For these toys, it's us. Yeah. And so now we're hitting the age group where we're going to start buying these toys. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, we want to make better toys for this age group. Who else did this? Oh, hey, we're doing this with Marvel. Spawn did this. It sold really well. We can do this with Power Rangers. We're doing it right now with uh, Transformers. We can make better toys for this demographic of older people with a little bit more disposable income. And I say that with a huge grain of salt because, you know, we don't actually have disposable income. Like, disposable income. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yep. I totally oh. have that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Disposable, disposable income. I mean, go. <laughs> exactly I mean, the the helmets the lightning collection the morphers he, uh, he facetimed me wearing that thing just to show <laughs> it work, off michael <laughs> hey you think that's bad hold on look at that i mean this that's like, bad. seriously <laughs> like seriously this thing is, oh, this thing is gorgeous this thing is gorgeous and and you're and to and to what jim was talking about um you know the the demographic that these things are focused on is us like we're 30 something year old 
You're not going to buy that for your kid. You're not doing that. You're right. Not. It's like, yeah. uh, I have, like, I have, I, I just got in today. My, um, my three zero, um, Oh yeah. Red, my three zero red Ranger with, with dragon shield. Ooh, nice. And <laughs> on the back of it, it's it simply, it strictly says, this is not a toy, not only suitable for ages 15 and above. What? Yeah, I probably exactly. wouldn't even give this to a 15 year old. Honestly. Oh yeah, no. So uh, the toy store I went to today in San Antonio actually had those stocked. Really? The three zeros, okay. all of them. Yeah. And I was, that's pretty cool. Ah, uh, well, you you have to understand, Michael. Uh, Michael is a self-avowed connoisseur of adult toys. So, got <laughs> <laughs> me. Are there some are latex and some are toys, right? Yeah. Well, there's a funny story attached to that. Is a long story. Like just to to sum it up, uh, when I moved in, when I moved to into the apartment, I don't have a parcel box here. So okay. um, I have to go down to the post office to pick my packages. Well, a lot when I moved in in January, last January, not this past, not this January, when I not, moved not in like last, last year. Yeah. When I moved in, um, that was at the time all my pre-orders came due. So oh. I was making like three or four trips to the post office at a time. And uh, one of the last times I went there, she, one of the clerks, she was super nice, super sweet girl. And she says, so what are you down here picking up, Pat? What are you buying that you're down here so much for? And I said, I looked at her deadpan straight face. I said, adult toys. <laughs> <laughs> that could have went a whole different direction. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> she never asked me again. I'll tell you. <laughs> that. They're discreet packaging for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> when I, but, but he but bought the he bought the Zord helmet for role play. That's like when I. So who's the lucky Rita in your life? <laughs> well, I, I know Julie will not listen to this podcast, so you know it's fine. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, it's like when I went Let to go pick up my uh, my Ninja Turtle Power Rangers at the post office. They came in the actual Hasbro box, and it said Hasbro toys all over it. And uh, oh, I was like, yeah. "Oh yeah!" I walked out of there, and I was like, "Man, I feel incredibly in um like self conscious that I'm, I'm thirty oh, it's, plus." It's fine. It's, <laughs> it's fine, man. It's when, it's you, fine. when you're walking around the toy section in like Walmart with a bunch of kids. Oh my like, god, that's the worst part. Yeah, and then they're reaching for the Power toys, and, and I just hit them in the head. I just lay a sauce about your elbow. Dude, you're like, oh, I lay a, stay down. a sweet <laughs> suplex on them. Just get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Like their, it's their like height. It, mm-hmm. it's like you when you wait for their parents to leave and you're like and you snatch it out of their hands like no I was looking for that <laughs> I have do. adult money and you don't yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> real close to them and just rip one yeah. like, and then they stay, they have like they just stop everything and they walk away well yeah, pretty much well don't rip one on command because you never rule one never trust a fart that's no. true. <laughs> that is true. Especially, don't trust the fart after you've ate Wendy's. Uh, oh, God. yeah. Um, de- no, most, don't, most don't definitely. Don't after you uh, after you eat Del Taco. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. No, no, uh, no, no shit Taco there. Casa, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't get into we ain't get into the bad stuff. Can <laughs> I tell you, please? Ah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Uh, but, but, you know, it's, you know, all this stuff is, is folk is, uh, you know, 
focused on us, uh, 35, 30 something adults with, at, with adult money pretty much. And so, adult you, money. <laughs> and so you get things like the Zord Ascension project, which is like a $200 toy that right. will probably NFT and now a toy, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I got, I was able to get the, the normal version. I did not even try to get the black and gold version because that was the yeah, NFT yeah. version. So I say, I, <laughs> NFT. <laughs> I well, you know, I, it, 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 you it can't really, hear my eye roll. Yeah. <laughs> so I will just say this loud and clear for anyone who listening NFTs. I know you'll bleep, I know you'll bleep that out. So I'm going to cut it out. So it's going to be awkward. Like I'm going to say NFTs. <laughs> right. So, but you know, it's a, it's a $200 toy that I'll probably, I'll take out of the box. I'll look at it and throw it up you on my it, shelf and never mess with it again. You're going to put it back in the box, put the tape back on so you can resell it later. Right. Pretty Well, maybe if I got the value I've, I have done that. Uh, because I have, I have scalped a few things in my past before. I'm don't tell Nathan because Nathan is totally against scalpers. Uh, <laughs> I feel you. I, uh, your kind or make my life a little bit more hectic. I'm just saying, well, you, I, you if bastard. I, if I usually find like the, like the rare things I'll buy them and I'll send them out to people. Like basically what I paid for. And then I pay the shipping on it. So yeah, actually yeah. we started a, uh, I, uh, Michael and our friend Danny and I actually started a little bit of a thing uh, earlier this year. No, it was last year. We called it hashtag save the vinyl because <laughs> we were so ticked off at scalpers, particularly in the Kaiju community. It was, it was bad, dude. It was to the point where people were, people were making memes to cope and uh, they, people had, people had photographs of people who would go to Walmart on day one when the Godzilla versus Kong toys come out and then they would come with three carts, fill them up, buy a clean off the shelves before anybody got there yeah. and then go on, you know, eBay or whatever and jack up the prices three, that, four, exactly five times. Like the, uh, the GPU shortage too. Oh, yeah. So we were do we actually kind of started doing this thing where if like, if we walked into a store and we got lucky and found something that, one of us was looking at, we're like, do you want this? Yes. And then we started saying like, hey, everybody, if you go in and you find these toys, buy them and then give them to people who will really appreciate them. Yeah. Give them the kids who will really appreciate them or sell them at cost to stick it to these scalpers because they're making oh, everybody's lives more miserable. Look at, look at the Pokemon scalpers, too. Oh, my God. And yeah, we we call that because uh, I'm I'm a big collector too. Like I'm involved with a lot of like different fandoms, so I like to collect things. Like, you know, growing up uh, in a working class family, that you know, it was a stretch to buy things for for us as kids. Like once I got to an adult and I have adult money, I can buy whatever I want. So mm -hmm. I'm involved in these collectors groups, primarily Godzilla and Kaiju and things. Um, but I will typically, if I buy something, I will, and I decide I don't like it, I'll try to sell it for what we call bro pricing, which is just basically what you paid for it. Yeah. I just want my money back and that's it. Like I'm not out yeah. trying to scalp. I'm not trying yeah. to like scalp things. Now there have been a couple of times where I've sold things higher than what I bought them for, but that's because it's like a supply and demand kind of, yeah. kind oh, of yeah. thing. Like you're, you're paying for the rarity at that point. Yeah. I was about to go on a rant about how, they scalped the in space silver lightning uh, collection figure. <laughs> God, that is becoming a, a little yeah. bit of a grail figure for me because I am bound and determined to get all the in space oh. figures. I have three of them, but good grief, that <laughs> silver. Well, I can't. I, I have been to Walgreens 
in uh, more in the last two months than I think in my entire well, life. If you want, I, my buddy is a Hasbro Pulse member, and he will he bought me mine. And if you need one, I can let him know to get you one. Make it can, happen, and I can send it out to you. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, make it happen. Make <laughs> it happen because I'm tired of try- of scouring Walgreens and praying <laughs> that it's available for more than five seconds. I mean, oh, it's, it's almost as bad as buying posters from Mondo, right, Michael? <laughs> oh, I know. Like Mondo, Mondo is Mondo is hands down the worst company as far as like keeping things in stock. And they're like, well, we can't help. We can't help it that there's bots buying up all of our stuff oh. on our website. Well, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You just don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't you just don't give a crap is what it is. I just got to the point where I I uh I get my friend in England to import all the new figures for me. So like I got Oh, the, but what what was except for that th- what was going on a few weeks ago? I guess they were shipping without heads. Yeah, yeah. They were like completely missing <laughs> how, pieces. How, how somebody there's a bunch of people in Hasbro quality control who just got fired. I'm yeah. just saying the whole thing. Yeah. How uh, do you ship action figures without heads? <laughs> not not only a head, but like two. Some of them don't even only come with one. (laughs) I mean, you know, Hasbro's quality control has been a little questionable in recent in in recent years. Like, (laughs) need like I like to bring up the um, the the Dino Thunder White Ranger, the really awfully. But at least they made good on that. at least they did. At least they did. You're right, but. But still, yeah, some like those things should not be getting out the door at all. Like some people should be paying more attention. Mm-hmm. But now here, but here's the thing though, um, it is still a twenty to thirty dollar toy. So to see these grown people online complaining about a twenty to thirty dollar toy not having like super accurate paint is a little bit ridiculous because again, it's a twenty to thirty dollar toy. Yeah, like yeah, I, I there's. Can, Admittedly, there. This is a whole podcast episode unto itself, but there is a ridiculous level of entitlement with a lot of not just oh, Power sure. Ranger fans, just fans of anything geeky and nerdy. I may I might even go so far as to say, there, even in things like sports, there's a certain level of entitlement, which is dangerous territory to wade into. We've mm-hmm. seen what that can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just look at Star Wars. It's the worst fandom ever. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard I've heard rumors about like Star Wars just getting real nasty with it. Yeah, there's God, I some people I I have a I I have a whole rant I could go into about Star Wars fans. They are impossible to please, and they've mm-hmm. been impossible to please for at 70s? least twenty five years. I would say, <laughs> yeah, and they're highly factional. And there's just these all of these splinter groups that everyone is in now. I mean, it's 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 like it's like being it's like being a Christian and finding out that there's a gazillion denominations. There's denominations of Star Wars fans. It's insane, dude. (laughs) Like, um, yeah, Star Wars fans like there's like just a vehemently large amount of hate from all the fans for like the yeah. last three like movies. I said like, no dude, they just it's down. not just it's always popular to uh, to hate whatever has come out and you know it was popular to hate the pre- <laughs> it was popular to hate the prequels now it's popular to hate Disney Star Wars it never it's, ends it never ends up. 
And it's just so what I find so terribly ironic about it is you can tell that, Nathan is very passionate. Yes. About this. Yeah, yeah. Is the is their attitude about George Lucas? Because he went from being this creative genius who could do no wrong to take Star Wars away from him. He's ruining it because special editions of prequels to oh, they're giving it to Disney. Yay, Star Wars is saved. Disney makes some movies. Give it back to George Lucas. You made your own bed, okay? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. would not be surprised if part of the bed. reason that he sold it to Disney is because he was tired of dealing with you. To be <laughs> fair, Disney also just told, asked him to tell them when to stop writing zeros. <laughs> hey, like, look. I don't I, blame I, him. He's yeah. he's going to be set for about five lifetimes at this his point. His children and his children's children and his children's children's children will be set. <laughs> they can spend thousands of dollars a day for the rest of their life. I, I actually remember, I actually saw an good. interview with George Lucas right after Revenge of the Sith came out. And he basically said, I've made enough money to fail for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could just make whatever I want. And, and if nobody cares about it, that's fine. I've got enough money. <laughs> I do like the fact that uh, Dave Filoni came back for uh, the Mandalorian after Clone Wars. Like he's a Clone Wars, Bad Batch, and Mandalorian. And I'm like, and uh, Buck of Boba Fett. Like he's doing all of them. And I'm like, thank you, Dave Filoni, for making this continuity so nice and Dark Saber and giving us a lot of Mandalorian backstory and the clones. <laughs> so you know who does the clones voice? All the clones. Uh, this is really funny. So it's you know American Dad, uh, Klaus yes. the Fish yes. does all the voices for the clones. That's awesome. <laughs> I, there are whole episodes of Clone Wars where they only have to pay one voice actor. He just talks exactly. to himself. Exactly, that dude is that's job security right there. <laughs> he does all the voices for the Bad Batch too. He does all the voices for all of that's... them as him as well, except for Omega. That's a whole different story. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, that guy is talented. <laughs> Did you ever see like the random facts about Star Wars, like how they got the the Tie Fighter noise and stuff? Like they they ran like a, a violin bow across like um uh, an anchor cable anchor to like a, a phone yep. tower. Yeah, you'd be surprised how, because the guy who did the Foley for Star Wars was just a genius and was doing things that no one had ever thought to do before, like. Uh, uh, like he got the laser blast sound effects by like tapping wi- uh, wire cables. Like there were real, there were, uh, you know, st- oh, yeah. really tight. You just go, yeah. tong, tong. Ah, <laughs> and it's just, he invented, I think, that still are done today. Or uh, to go back to something that Michael and I love, <laughs> besides Power Rangers, Godzilla. Godzilla's original roar is actually a musical instrument. It was yeah. the, oh, the yeah. composer came up with it. Well, it's actually too. I think this is, but I think this is primarily uh, this is primarily Legendary's version of Godzilla. His roar is literally them scooting a chair across the floor. That's that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, like the port, like the the portion of like the ending portion of his roar. If you if you listen to it, it sounds exactly like a chair, and that's what it is. It's a chair being scooted across the floor, now, and that's how they created the roar. Now on the on the remake version. Uh, I absolutely just got chills from his roar at the airport. And uh my my I damn near slapped my coworker cuz he said he loved the 2001 uh, Godzilla. Oh, you mean 1998? The 98 one, right? Is that the one? The one where it's an iguana? Yes, yes. 
He says yeah, he's Godzilla '98. <laughs> you say Godzilla 2001, and Michael and I think of completely di- something completely different. Totally like GMK. I'm thinking GMK here. Oh yeah. yeah. So uh, Billy and I went to go see the, the the remake of Godzilla in theaters with a buddy of ours, sure. and the second he, he's a fairly big Godzilla fan. Okay. And so the second he does the atomic blast, like he starts doing the charge up, you just hear him squeal. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was. He was I like, he I, I did that. Uh, I, I did that over, too. Like, yeah, I did that too. When I uh, when I saw Godzilla 2014 and I started seeing a charge up, I audibly shouted in the theater, "Yes!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm still sour about that movie. They killed off Brian Cranston uh, in like ten minutes. I'm still sour about that. Yeah, still. Well, yeah, get in line. There's a bunch of people who are, you know, there. But there's also fan theories out there that 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 Brian Cranston. Oh, this is like rec, this is like just making excuses at this point. But uh, Brian Cranston just would not have added anything other else to the movie other than what he was there for in the first place, because that is a completely a Brody, a uh, Ford Brody story from then yeah. on out. Yeah, yeah. The I've also heard uh, one of the more interesting defenses i've heard of that decision was that by killing off a character that you think is going to be important mm-hmm. the movie is telling you nobody's safe there's uh, that too okay nobody is safe and the fact that you don't really get to see the monsters until the very end like you don't really get much of them until the very thank end. you i'm glad somebody gets it and I get that and it, it's more of a personal story that no one's safe that everyone can die and it's mm. It was really well done, and I know a lot of people were mad about it, and I'm still sour that they killed up Brian Cranston because he's great. I love him, but but it does work for the story. It does work for the movie, it and does. that drop-in scene, oh my god, that drop-in the halo scene. jump, yeah, <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Like in and you know, 2014 was a, was a big moment for like for the Godzilla franchise because at that point, uh, the last film we had had was Final Wars, which. Final Wars is fun. I love Final Wars. I unabashedly love Final Wars. Final Wars is fun. It's not my favorite. It's not my favorite, but it is like that Showa era. (laughs) It is that Showa era turned up up to 11. If not, they even have Zilla in it and they kill it off in like 10 seconds, which is hilarious. Well, also, also, you can't go wrong with Captain Gordon. There are two things you don't know about (laughs) Earth one is me, and the other. Is Godzilla? I, <laughs> um, that is excellent. Thank I, I can't do that voice for more really? than about ten seconds. <laughs> I need you to watch this movie. I will send you a copy of this movie. It's fantastic. Well, I, who are you talking I, to? <laughs> Billy, if you're talking about Billy. Final Wars. I've seen it like ten times at this point. Billy needs to watch Final Wars. I saw it in college. A buddy of mine was super into Godzilla, and he made me watch it. And I was like, I don't want to watch this tip because up to that point, I watched the Godzilla movie, the 2098 version. I I did not care for it. I yeah, like, I uh, I saw. And mind you, maybe one of the reasons I love Final Wars so much is because it got released on DVD at a very yeah. dark time in my life. I was very unhappy, and so this movie comes out, and it is a Red Bull infused, just pile yeah. of exactly, I yeah. I don't know, like mac and cheese that I'm just like I have oh. to eat this. <laughs> Right now, this is cinematic comfort food. It is one of the most nerdtastic things I've ever seen. Then I went and got a hold of a friend of mine 
and said, you have to watch this with me. It's one of the most nerdtastic things I have ever seen. And then he watched it with me and he's like, yes, this is glorious. <laughs> well, I think that's why we all love the things that we love, whether it be Godzilla, Power Rangers, you know, just whatever fandom you're involved in mm-hmm. to, to us. It's like it's comfort food. Like it, yeah. it, it gets us through like really dark portions in our yeah. life. Like, you know, Power Rangers got me through a lot of stuff too. It's like my, uh, you know, my parents, both my parents passed away between 2018 and 2020. And so there was a lot of like personal upheaval that I was just trying to bandaid over. And I found, I rediscovered Power Rangers and I started like loving it again. And of course, you know, back in 2014, you know, back in 2014, 2015, you know, I rediscovered my love of Godzilla and Kaiju. And so I've, uh, I've used that as sort of comfort food. Now I will say like kind of what we alluded to early in the episode, like your fandom or no, maybe I'm, I'm t- I take that back. This was our in space recording. Sorry about that. Um, timing, timing. Yeah. <laughs> our, um, uh, y- there are people in fandom that make things that's, that's their, that's, that's their inc- complete and utter identity. That's, yeah. but that's dangerous. That's a problem. Like when you make your, when you wrap your entire identity around a fictitious, uh, about around a fandom surrounding a fictional character, that can be dangerous. Now there's nothing wrong with using fictional characters as comfort food, as, as point, as touchstones to, you know, maybe help you get through yeah. a tough time in your life, mm-hmm. but don't make it your be all end all. Yeah. You know? The, I actually, the, one of the things that I have been thinking about a lot when, when considering this subject and I saw a guy do a YouTube video where he was talking about how, you know, it, he says, as a lot of people, including myself, do this, things like comic books are modern mythology. Well, the thing about it, though, is that classic mythology was at one point the religious beliefs of a particular country. So, th- so at one point, the ancient Greeks, they didn't just tell stories about Zeus and Apollo. They worshipped they Zeus and Apollo. Yeah. They thought they were real. So... To call comic books a, a modern mythology can potentially go into a little bit of a dangerous territory. And I started realizing it's like that's basically fandom for a lot of these people. It's yeah. replaced religion for them because we don't have the shared religious. We don't have the sh- quite have the shared religion that would form a lot of ancient cultures anymore. So that yeah. fandom is filling that vacuum, which is why, like I said, it can be dangerous because if you wrap because Things like, and I don't want to put down the things that we're talking about because, you know, uh, at all. I mean, if Michael, I spent three and a half hours talking about Power Rangers in space. Today, like, okay? I, I just see someone yeah. running up with like, uh, oh, like someone running up with like a die man or something like that. Bobber, like, da! Yeah. <laughs> that just sounds kind of awful. But my point being, my my point being that people that the problem with fandom is that it can't fill the same role that it, uh, that religion would do a for a lot of people. Do, yeah. It can't. It's impossible to do that, which is where I think a lot of these things like entitlement and all that, they feel like they own it. And then they yeah. get to dictate everything that goes on in it. And I'm going to tell you, because I'm a creative writer myself, you can't just cater to people because if you keep catering to people you're a lot of times you're just going to get a lot of the same stuff over and over and over again you have to give them something new even if they don't think they necessarily want it and that's the thing so i firmly believe 
that it needs to be a conversation between creator and audience. You can't leave it entirely in one or the other because giving too much power to audience or to creator is potentially asking for trouble. And as a creator, you need to at least be conscious of the needs and wants of your audience. Well, yeah. look at, uh, look at, uh, look out, uh, you know, you guys caught up on Boba Fett yet or no? I have. Okay. Well, look how Boba Fett where they're like, we need to not go back to Tatooine. Don't do it. We wanted something different. We want something different. And they stuck with their guns on this one and they made it to like a crime boss show. And I think that works really well for the series. Yeah, and, but great. unfortunately, people are complaining about it. I, speak to relate it back to Power Rangers. Apparently, people were like, "How dare they put Power Rangers yeah. in Star Wars with those <laughs> with that site with that oh you know God, cyborg was, gang?" And I'm like, "I love the cyborg gang." That was, that I don't like. Fun. What is your problem with the cyborg gang? Are you telling me? Oh well, what I and the thing is, is I've seen some videos where people talk about. It's like. Why is this a problem? Please articulate your reasons for why this is a problem. Instead of just spending 10 minutes saying this is awful and it's ruining Star Wars, give me specifics. Why? <laughs> Do you think it doesn't fit aesthetically or whatever? Give me something. Look at those guys. Uh, look at those people who bitched and moaned about uh, uh, the Green Ranger from Dino Fury being a lesbian. Like mm -hmm. they bitched and moaned about it. And mm -hmm. I'm like, we got lesbian rocks and uh, we got lesbian rocks and Steven Universe. Uh, my, you know, you know what my, you know what my response to that was? She's not even the first. Did you forget about 2017 Treaty? No, that movie. She, yeah, she's just said 2017 Treaty is sitting over in a corner being a wallflower, saying, "Did y'all forget about me?" Apparently, you what did. Is, well, everyone, everyone forgot about Becky G. Anyways, like I don't even hear about. Her. Right. Like, right. I haven't heard but, her music in forever. It's fine. Right. And the, and the thing and the thing about that is like it was all ridiculous. It, I feel like it was all ridiculous. Yeah, I can't believe how crazy people have gone whether positive or negative over two girls holding hands. Good grief, yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> two girls hold hands and you lose your fucking like, oh, mind. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're holding hands. Now I'm just thinking of the Joker, you know, from the Dark Knight where he's like, make Trini a bisexual and, and nobody cares. <laughs> two girls well, I, hold I, hands and power rangers. Well, everyone loses their mind. I, I, think, I, I think that the reason <laughs> why people... I think the reason why people have glossed over you know, uh, 2017 Trini. And then they're all, they're solely focused on, you know, uh, um, uh, Tessa Real and, uh, uh, Izzy is yeah. because it is so explicit. It is, it is just kind of there. And it's it actually, they actually hold hands in the movie. Yeah, they they actually, actually hold hands. The, they, nothing actually, was there. Yeah. They're actually doing stuff like, and, that, like, and, that, and, and reputation and reputation is a representation. There we go. Is great. Like I'm all for representation. I just, like I just feel like the whole story surrounding that particular episode could have been written a little, even a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to, I can't begin to tell you when I actually sat down and watched the episode, just how ridiculously overblown it. I felt like yeah. all the hype yeah, around like, it was. And I'm like, I'm sitting here watching this and it's like, so this is the best thing in power Rangers. Uh, and, uh, horrible <laughs> sitcom shenanigans that I have seen a thousand times before. Got like, it. I'm sitting there watching and I'm like, this is somehow ending children's beliefs and everything. Okay. Right. Whatever. And, I, and I'm glad for the, <laughs> and for the, and for the people and for the people that that means so much to, I am so happy for those folks. 
Like yeah. it, it, it's just another episode to me. Yeah, as it, just a, it wasn't uh, bad. Like it was, it was cheesy as I'll get out. But it wasn't like the worst episode of Power Rangers ever. No, seen. it wasn't. No, was there's like, look, there's been worse. Be there's story. been worse episodes. There's been worse seasons of Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I seriously don't believe. I seriously don't believe two chicks holding hands is going to break anything. <laughs> if this franchise can survive Turbo and Megaforce, I think it's going to be okay. Somehow I think it'll survive be Megaforce yeah. somehow. Oh yeah, if they could survive that, I'm pretty sure they could survive. You know, not you know, two girls holding hands for like less than thirty seconds mm-hmm. in no. total the whole season. Yeah, I mean it's 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 fine. Like like I said, whoever like to, to all the Whatever. people that that made them feel seen or appreciated and represented, yeah. great, fine. You know that I'm glad you guys had that moment that you guys can look back on and smile at. That's that's fantastic. I just. I just don't understand the, like the, the, the vitriol hate for it, the vitriol hate for it one and the overhypedness of it. Now, yeah. uh, you know, it is great that there is now officially representation in power within, Rangers. Yeah. Main canon series, within main. Yeah. yeah. Within main, within the main canon of the series. That's a big deal. I re- I, I recognize that, but you know, again, that as a, as a straight white dude, they, that means it, more that that means less to me. And yeah, I don't was, mean this. I don't mean yeah. this to sound mean. I'm not trying to sound mean or disrespectful, yeah. but it doesn't mean as much to me as it does. Uh, say someone like someone it. like my sister who is gay, yeah. you know, well, you can't see it through their eyes. You can't, right. you just physically can't see it through their eyes. Right. You just have no idea. You can't process it. Uh, we had a, we had a creator on uh, Clayton who does neon lights. Mm-hmm. It's a fan base series and he got his actors to come on. He's he's a gay white dude, and yeah. he he can't see how the black uh, the main lead's a black guy. He's like, I can't see how he sees the world at all. I I just cannot see it. I never can, never will. I want. Uh, he got him to come help him write the character. Yeah, I like, I I'm gonna tell it. you right now. I don't think it necessarily has to be limited to demographics. I don't think uh, you have to work to see the world the way it just every individual person sees it because we're all going to see it differently it doesn't matter what our demographics are i mean mm-hmm. you could look at i mean we're four white guys here we all see the world differently oh yeah you know it's yeah. so it doesn't so matter it's, you know? it's fine yeah <laughs> Wait, yeah i'm just saying i'm just good. saying <laughs> the the danger that you run into is when you start treating groups of people monolithically that's where you start getting into dangerous territory so i think it needs to be on an individual uh, basis where uh it was the uh hate everyone equally that's how some people deal with yeah. it yes look, look, it does work i i i am on record of saying i love my animals more than i love people most of the oh, time so true that's that i love my cats more than i love people most oh, of the time guy. Yeah, so I, mean, I, I, I so I see. Uh, so I, so let me get this straight, Michael. In case the house is on fire, you're saving the cats first, and I, on the other hand, am going to have to haunt you like a psycho ranger ghost. I see how this works. Got it. Well, you kind of fit the description. You're fine. <laughs> well, you're more, I will you're... become the biggest thorn in your side as a real life phantom ranger. You will not know what to do with yourself. It's like imagine this face when you touch yourself. <laughs> you're you're more of a ferret, Nathan. So um, 
Hey, I'm not just a ferret. I am flame ferret. Okay. <laughs> you are the ferret. Oh, that is okay. That there is so much that I'm gonna that I can unpack with that, but I'm not going uh, to exactly. I was setting you up. If you wanted to go there, you can I'm not go going there. to. I'm not going to because I am a respectful co-host. Um, <laughs> only when you want to be. <laughs> but yes, if if the how, come if, the frick on, dude. When we got to astronomer, I, I said, I said, go ahead, go on, p- pick on me all you want. It's like, all right, astronomer simp. I'm like, no. <laughs> um, if the house was on, if the house was on fire, say Nathan and I were, movement, were, were roommates, the house was on fire. He was still asleep. I could only get out within the next like 10 minutes. I would track down my cats and maybe the most expensive toy that I own and leave. <laughs> Like, he's just being straight up with you, man. It's all good. At least he's honest. <laughs> I, I'm just two words for you, Michael. Obnoxious poltergeist. <laughs> two words for you, Michael. It's on you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't he's believe track you down. Okay. Ah, there you go. <laughs> That it doesn't matter if you don't believe in ghosts. The ghosts believe in you. (laughs) (laughs) And by by believe in you, I mean we're gonna tie all your shoelaces together and put buckets of water on your door. (laughs) The coldest possible water. (laughs) You know, I tell you what, I will keep a I will keep a little packet of salt in my pocket (laughs) around me at all times. Yeah. Um like all supernatural style and just break that bad boy out. Anytime I feel, anytime I feel your cold, stinky breath trying to haunt me, then I will, I will uh, put that salt ring around myself. So there you go, sir. We should get like a Ouija board and then channel Nathan. And then when he's on the line, we just put him on hold and leave. <laughs> there forever. Yeah. yeah. Like, why were you guys picking the phone? What? Yeah. It's like, it'd be like, Oh, so, so now that you said, uh, said now that you said the roommates would would twins like two twins and a in the in their mother would they be called w- womb mates? Get out right now! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying, that was bad. Hey, Michael, should I reveal one of my favorite puns from our Zio episode? Yeah, do it. Sure, go for it. Go for it. (laughs) This is personally my favorite. We were talking about that absolutely ridiculous finale. And I said, huh, clearly in this scene, uh, King Mondo represents big tech. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. You want to wrap it up, Billy? Yeah, I do want to say this before uh, before we uh, before we wrap things up. I do want to thank you guys for having us on. You are the first Ranger podcast that you have let the, you know these two new guys on the block you know come on, and it's much hey, appreciated. Dude, we're the new guys too. Man. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. We're the new guys, and uh, I see it as uh, we bring everyone else up with us. We don't. You know, we're going to bring everyone else up with us. We got this. We're going to the top, and everyone at the lowest is going to be right with us. I feel like I should be us. walking around with, like, Coke bottles on my fingers and, like, like tapping them and be like, power trip, come out and play. <laughs> whoever, <laughs> uh, 
whoever's the last one to make it to the top gets eaten by the bear. It's fine. There you go. Wait. No, no. This is a power. This is a Power Ranger podcast. It would have to be a bear monster. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh no. It would be. It would be the bear monster from Big Bad. Big Bad Beetleborgs. Oh yeah. Okay. There you go. Heard that. And no. I'm sure the. I'm sure the monster's name is unbearable. We had a guest on um, for uh, for uh, Western Strike, and <laughs> I was like, "You're being racist against Flapper. He's super white." <laughs> you could tell. You could tell this episode went zero to a hundred real quick. I'll give you this. At least you're better at puns than Nathan. Okay. <laughs> Shut your mouth, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Do you kiss your mother without mouth? Yeah. Don't, don't <laughs> well, okay. So, so to help land the plane, yes. I to to second what Nathan just said. Thank you guys so much. It's been a pleasure uh, talking with you on on this show. Like it's been it's been fun. We've only we're only like. I think at the time of this recording, we're only like four episodes, no, three episodes in. Well, four if you count the intro. The, the intro, yeah. Yeah, four if we're in at the intro episode. This is just a passion project, and we just wanted to, we just enjoy the fact that we get to talk to people about the the stuff that we love, and we just appreciate it. So um, if you guys are good, I guess we can do shameless plugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right, Nathan, if you want to if you want to go first, since it is your spiritual gift and all <laughs> oh, as I have so much, uh, I have so much I could t- I could talk about. And at this point, Michael's heard it so many times he could do it for me. <laughs> do you want me to? <laughs> no, your translator. <laughs> I, could, I guarantee you I could do it better. <laughs> oh, 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 we're saving that for it. We're saving that for April fool's day. We'll trade places then. I don't know. I'm, just, I'm totally <laughs> making crap up, <laughs> but no, yes, I'm Nathan March and I, a writer and podcaster. I guess I'll throw that on there. I'll do the writing stuff first. Cause I don't talk about that stuff as much as I feel like I should, but I have an author website. Uh, I have an author website, NathanJSMarchen.com. Yes, I have two middle initials for my two middle names, and NathanMarchen.com was already taken. And when I was trying to get those domains, I'm going to find that guy. (laughs) 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 And I'm going to feed him to the monster of the week. So... (laughs) <laughs> so you can go check out my stuff there it, it's it that website is in desperate need of being updated but it's a good place to find out about my books and my other writings i write for kaiju ramen uh, michael's magazine so i'm gonna plug that right there by the way i don't know if this is coming out in time but if you if it does anybody listening to this please go support kaiju ramen on kickstarter if at all possible <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The Kickstarter's done in what three days at this point, so yeah, it I don't probably know. Will, this episode will probably be out well before we after. Could, uh, we can make an announcement or something like that on our Instagram or something. Yeah, yeah. There, well, there you go. So yeah, go support Kaiju Rama while you we still are, can. We are currently three dollars away from ten thousand. When their wow. goal was six thousand. When our yeah. goal send was six thousand. Uh, yeah, yeah. Send yeah. The links and stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, uh, so there's that, and yeah, and then also, I, I basically run a podcast empire at this point. It's a little insane. So, yeah. <laughs> my flagship show is the Monster Island Film Vault, a podcast seeking entertainment and enlightenment through Tokusatsu. It's about film appreciation. It's both, ent- and when I say entertaining and enlightening, I mean that. So you get 
as Michael pointed out, you get audio drama and you get academic analysis. And I know it doesn't sound like that should work, but I found a way to make it work. I don't know how I made it work, but I made it work. And so, yeah. And I do have, I do actually have some Power Ranger stuff slated to come along the, in the new season and th- partly thanks to Michael because he's one of my patrons and he requested an episode dedicated to green with evil so we will be diving headlong into that as a little bit of a tie-in with the power trip because it's very easy to spend a whole podcast episode just talking about that five-parter and then my other show is Henshin Men with uh, a podcast that celebrates Japanese superheroes and their high-flying and high-kicking adventures, which I co-host with uh, Michael and I's co-host in common, because common writer. (laughs) And dog. (laughs) I made the dog angry. But anyway. (laughs) So, Travis Alexander, and so that's all about uh, Henshin uh, Henshin Heroes. So, uh, currently, I've been doing some one-off episodes because Travis needed some time off, but are uh, we go through a couple episodes of a henshin hero tv series and we're currently going through the original common writer and with plans to branch out and go in some other directions we are seriously considering doing some sentai actually after we're done with common writers so relevant to all y'all's interests mm-hmm. and well we've already talked about the power trip so i will let michael handle that well, my name is Michael. Of course, I am the host of the uh, Power Trip podcast, A Journey Through the Power Rangers franchise, where we just, in broad strokes, appreciate uh, the love or the the wonder and majesty that is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers franchise and all of its goodness. Where did we do things season by season? I know a lot of a lot of uh, Ranger podcasts. They talk about them episode by episode or in episode blocks or episode chunks. We decided to talk about them in broad strokes where we examine the Ranger teams, the themes, the villains, and even some of the more uh, the deeper thematical elements throughout each season. Uh, I also am one of the co-hosts of our flagship podcast, Kaiju Weekly. We publish episodes every Wednesday uh, where we cover the news and we just appreciate the uh, giant monster genre from a very accessible perspective. Um, I'm also the co-creator of Kaiju Ramen Magazine, shameless plug. My magazine, uh, we, we are a magazine we publish quarterly and we celebrate the giant monster genre and the fans that love it. Uh, you can find out more about that project at kaijuramenmedia.com and you can find out more information about all of our podcasts uh, at kaijuramenmedia.com slash podcasts and you'll, ha- you'll find links there to everything that we're involved in. Uh, the Henshin Men, Kaiju Weekly, and the Power Trip. So it's a lot of fun. And again, thank you guys so much for letting us come on. I'll, put and all, this uh, conversation. I'll make sure all the links here are going to be in the description for everyone. Yeah, and sure. if you want, uh, we'll send you our social media links as well. If you mm-hmm. want to add those, email social media. You want to plug your social media now or no? Uh, I can do that. That you can follow me on Twitter at Nathan Marchand Seven. The 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 podcast is. At the Monster Isla One, that's for the Film Vault and Henshinmen. I believe is Henshinmen Pod. I haven't looked at I haven't looked at that handle in a long time. And the and there's also a Facebook page for myself as an author, and also for the for the podcast uh, for the Film Vault. And then the Film Vault also has a corresponding Facebook group called the Markalite Lounge. Okay. If you want to join send me, that, send me all the links. I'll put them all in the description. All right. Okay. Yeah, we also have a uh, Facebook group that we started for 
po- the Power Trip podcast called Power Rangers Legacy. It's it's not strictly there to promote the podcast. We do want to encourage folks to get in there, have conversations, and just share their love of the franchise. Uh, you can find about you can find out more about the pod about the Power Trip mm-hmm. on Twitter at the Power Trip Pod. It is the Power Trip Pod, right, Nathan? Yes. I can't remember. So it's the Power Trip Pod on Twitter. We don't have an Instagram yet. Uh, we don't have any. I do have an media. Instagram for the for the film vault. I will yeah. say that. Yeah. Um, but you can find out. I mean, all of our socials are on the website. You can find it there. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It, it is what it is. So uh, I hope I'm not forgetting anything. I feel like I'm I think something. we've covered enough, dude. We've gone <laughs> long enough. I think I'm forgetting something, but it's yeah, fine, come, dude. Like, can we just? Can, I mean, as much as I know we love it, we have we have been podcasting for at least half the day, if not longer. So <laughs> yeah, you've been talking half the day. Okay, it's talking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 a chore. It's a chore <laughs> for sure. It's a chore. Well, so. uh, it's a labor of love. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Zio to Hero podcast. If you definitely like what you hear and want to keep up with us, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Zio to Hero. We are on TikTok at Z2H Pod. And we have a website of zeo2hero.com. Thank you for listening to The Power Trip, a podcast produced and hosted by Michael Hamilton and Nathan Marching. If you'd like to send us feedback, email us at powertrippod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at The Power Trip Pod, and join our official Facebook group, Power Rangers Legacy. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other great podcasters. The podcast logo was designed by Rebecca Hudgens. Follow her on Instagram at super underscore R underscore illustrations. Our theme songs are from the album Power of the Grid by Neil Stenson. We also use Galaxy Quest Instrumental by Heaven Wraith from the OC Remix album Jet Force Gemini Mizar Attacks. All film and audio clips belong to their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended or implied. The Power Trip has no association with Saban Entertainment or Hasbro. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and or Podchaser to spread the word about the show. And until next time, see ya!